Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Tomato Sauce Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things promotional marketing and how that fits into your world of marketing. My name is Zach Lord and we're sitting in the Red Tomato office to discuss the changing world we're living in and where promotional marketing fits into that world. Let's take you there now. Alrighty, it's Friday afternoon. I'm sitting here with Tamara Ritchic in the Red Tomato <laughs> office. Tamara, how are you? Give me something at least. Come on. Sorry, that didn't come through. <laughs> Look, there's never a start of using any kind of new technology without having some kind of problems, but thank you for having me. And I was going to say how beautifully you just pronounced my surname, which is newly inherited and definitely get some questions <laughs> when people try to spell it. But thank you. I can't roll my tongue. I'm sorry. It's usually, <laughs> I can understand that that's usually how you pronounce the last name, but I'll, I'll do my best. We do our best here. That's what it's all about, really. That's right. Exactly. Do your best. <laughs> so first episode, I thought we'd kick things off, try to make it as simple as possible, but we don't want to go in and mention, all right, these are unprecedented times, these are crazy times, and mention the C word. <laughs> But I do want to start off with a very general question with promotional marketing, and that is now that trade shows, events, symposiums, sports, everything's starting to come back online now for a very long time. I don't think we'll be able to have events in person as we had them 6, 12 months mm-hmm. ago. So how does promotional marketing change when we can't meet in person, where we aren't going to these big trade shows, where we can't have 90,000 people at the cricket, we can't have symposiums. What are we doing instead? Tamara, like, what are you seeing in the, in the marketplace at the moment? It's been really an interesting time just to see. And I think we saw a huge movement around this this word of the, the P word, I think is what we refer to. So the pivoting of what companies are trying to change. And it's been really interesting to see how companies are adapting. And, you know, for example, like you said, there's no more physical events or not for the foreseeable future anyway. And what does it look like? Like how a company is going to be, you know, collecting leads and continuing to build brand awareness and, you know, give education and and that's obviously what those events are usually for throughout the year. So what we've seen, I think, massively is a change to going online, which I think has been, you know, through everything that we've seen. But yeah, definitely going online now and, and having digital events and understanding what that looks like and, and how we help our clients with that as well. You hit the nail on the head there. Everything's moving so rapidly to digital, digital and social assets. Those owned assets that people have are a lot more valuable now than the the traditional TVC and even radio, newspaper, billboard ads because we're not traveling as much anymore because so many people are working from home. So how are we generating these leads? How are we keep how are we maintain that brand recognition? And one thing that we've seen here at Red Tomato is a lot of people, as you said, as you rightly said, have moved to the digital space, doing digital webinars, doing digital trade shows even, which you sort of thought maybe 12 months ago, what the hell is a digital trade show? How can you do a digital trade show? But one thing that's been such a a crucial part of trade shows and conferences has been the promotional marketing aspect of it as well. What can we do instead of giving them out to people at a a trade show for attending your stand and and thanking them for your time? How are are people working around this in the marketing world at the moment, Tamara? I think there's a few different ways that we're seeing at the moment and a few different areas. Like you said, promotional marketing 
is a really important part of doing events. And like I said, there's a few different areas where we're seeing it. Even though things are going digital, we're still seeing promotional marketing as a real creative solution to you know different problems or challenges that our clients might be facing. So, for example, there are five different events out there, or five different webinars that you know your clients are choosing from in a week. How are you getting them to choose yours and understand, you know, and create a, a real sense of excitement around your webinar or your event that that you want them to attend to? So, I think. We're seeing, I guess, that trade-off for, you know, a virtual event, but a physical gift. So drop shipping something as cool as like a little swag pack to say, hey, thanks for registering to our event. Super excited to have you. Here's a little pack to get you ready and set up for the day. I think it makes that experience almost personalized and really, you know, get them invested in, in getting excited to coming to your events. Something else we've seen as well is keeping your attendees engaged during the events and running like a game during, during the middle of the event, you know, having, having the gift that you're sending out to your clients, you know, almost like something that they can engage with in the middle of the event. Have you seen anything else yourself, Zach, that, that you think, you know, it is a way that we've, you know, been working with our clients to think of, you know, ways to keep them engaged? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you hit the hit the nail on the head there with engaging with people prior and also during a webinar or a conference of some sort. So the perfect example we had a couple of weeks ago, our very good friends at Common Skew held SkewCon at home, based over in, in Canada. Obviously we can't travel to Canada and it's a ton cheaper to wake up at three thirty in the morning and um, attend online. So for the first 500 people who I think signed up, got this really cool swag pack that was drop shipped to them, delivered before the event and created a lot of engagement prior, during and post the event. Uh, we received ours, what, how many weeks after the event, a couple of weeks after the event. Nothing against the guys at, at, at Common Skew, but it was something that's really sort of made us feel included in the event, given that we're so far away, the engagement during the event, chatting to other people there was just as normal as as ever, but um, it still made us feel really welcome. Another thing that I've been seeing a lot now is using your social media channels and also your, whether it be a website or some sort of landing page to um, actually gamify the promotional marketing gift so a lot of people doing, you know, your classic, guess how many uh, jelly beans are in this container to win a spin to win prize. And there's tons of free spin to win software platforms out there where whether you go and purchase something from a, from a retailer, um, punch in where you've got that from, really good data generated from that. And you're also incentivizing it by, you know, spin, spin to win, spin to win a gift, spin to win a, um, a gift voucher really good ways of keeping the audience engaged, keeping sales ticking along. And during this period, it's also really important to, to maintain the, the same level of data that you had that you would normally had with a trade show or conference or something a bit more interpersonal. So definitely there's a couple of different ideas for people out there to be able to utilize promotional marketing for their events if they're not seeing them in person. And a point that someone made at, at SKUCOM was absolutely fantastic, I thought, is that Promo goes where people can't. You can't have 10,000 people in a room at the moment, but you can have 10,000 products drop shipped to different people. It's my favorite and it's so true. Like, And you've said it quite a bit through, oh, I guess, over the past few months, Zach, is that people are really becoming, we can't see each other in the flesh anymore and we don't get to shake hands and we don't get to give each other hugs. But like, what we can do is really, 
I guess, go back to basics a little bit and show people that we're there through something as simple as a gift. And like the common skew pack that we got, the skew kind of home pack that we got, it was something that was really, really simple. Like it was a beautiful notepad, a really cute packet of pens and a really, really gorgeous mug all packaged into a beautiful box. And I mean, quite simply laid, that's, that's three really effective items because you're going to be using them at home. But you know, like you said, that impression that it gave, you know, the receiver and us in particular, you know, this is what we do for a living. To get that, we were like, this is so cool to receive. And we hope that every pack we put out there gives that same kind of impression, you know? Absolutely. And it's not about like, as cliche as it sounds, it's not about reinventing the wheel. Like you don't have to do the crazy far out item. And, you know, we've seen at the moment, those crazy far out items seems to be, seem to be face masks. They seem to be hand sanitizers and floor stickers because there's a need, a growing need for them. But you don't have to reinvent that wheel to be able to create that engagement with the people and be able to really make an impression with them. So something as simple as the pen, the notebook, the, um, what was it? A double walled glass mug. Yeah. 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 Everyone keeps stealing mine in the office. I got to take it home. Yeah, please. I'll, I will vlog that. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. But it brings us it sort of brings us into a, an important point where we can't be in person. A lot of people have got something that was mentioned to me by a client the other day: digital fatigue. Too many Zoom calls. Too many Google Hangouts. I can't be. I can't be bothered attending this webinar. And if a lot of people working from home, we're not having that connection with people anymore. So, Tamara, what do you think? To, what benefit can promo have with people working from home, but also the people who are now returning to the office who have been working from home for the last three, four months? It is that transition of firstly, you wanted to set your staff up at home and it was a big change for heaps of heaps of workplaces. A lot of workplaces, you know, working from home still isn't something that has a process behind it and things like that. And then having your whole teams be, you know, completely separate and you're stripped away from everything that you know when you're working from home and there's that sense of isolation. So, yeah, we def- did definitely see at first that sense of getting your staff really set up to this new working environment and what does that look like? And by providing some promotional products and marketing tools to be able to, you know, keep them engaged and keep them kind of on track and focused we found that was probably the key the key factor that we were focusing on when looking at kind of care packs or you know just thinking of you packs that were going from companies to their staff but like you said Zach now a lot of offices are starting to open up and even if it's a staggered entry back into the workforce you've still got to consider so many things like are your staff comfortable are they catching public transport and are they going to be you know, uh, is a is there a real concern for them in terms of the transport, you know, whether they're heading into the city and they're catching a train or whether they're driving in their car? How do you make sure that they're coming back into the office and they're feeling really comfortable and really at ease with being there? And like even little things, like I know myself snacking, the biggest problem when I was at home. So how do you transition your, your staff from like <laughs> eating themselves out of the kitchen into like, you know, just back into the normal workflow? So sending them a, you know, a little box of pretzels or something to, you know, give them that sense of like, we understand that, you know, this isn't the normal, you know, you've had some really big changes over the past three to six months, but we're here to help you, you know, really transition nicely. So yeah, heaps of ideas around, you know, 
what are they going to struggle with most? For me, yes, definitely snacking, (laughs) but keeping yourself on focus as well and not distracted. You're now going from like opposite, you know, you're going from working all by yourself now to going back into the office. You're having people around, you're catching up with everyone, you know, that real kind of like water cooler vibe. So is it a matter of giving them some privacy headphones that they chuck on when they really need to concentrate? Like a do not disturb me kind of, I need to just work and, you know, try and get back into the zone. So those are some of the ways that I think we've been working behind and some of the strategies we've been working behind to really give some, some solid suggestions, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. And because it's such a big change from going from working for the office five days a week to working from home five days a week. It doesn't sound like it's that, that big of a change, but in the conversations that I've had with clients, suppliers, friends, family, there seems to be two types of people and they're at either ends of the spectrum. There are people who were excited to be working from home and then are excited to be going back to the office because they go, oh, working from home, fantastic, going back to the office, yay, real, real people. There, there are people on the other end of the spectrum that weren't sure about working from home because they felt really good in the office. They felt really focused. They were really motivated. And whether it's the same people that are feeling that going back to the office now, they're a little bit worried about, oh, I have to catch public transport back to the office or I have to go and be around people, although I really like my colleagues or you might not like your colleagues, (laughs) not judging here. You've got people who are worried about putting themselves in, in danger now as well so mm-hmm. i'm yet to meet people who are in between who are like yeah i'll work from home and yeah i don't mind going, going back to the office people sort of seem to be on on either ends of it so i think we'll see a really big shift in work-life balance moving forward but now mm-hmm. that people sort of go well i can work from home one yeah. thing that we have been lacking for such a, a long period of time working from home is this contrast you know you would finish mm-hmm. up work you would close the laptop close down I tried to go for a run to break up that home sort of work balance or go for a walk in the afternoon. It's now too cold and I'm very, very lazy. So when you do close down the laptop and just go and sit down on your on your lounge or start making dinner, there's no contrast. You can't go out to the pub. You can't go out to a restaurant. You can't go out and, you know, play your indoor, your Tuesday night indoor soccer. There's none of that. There's no, there was no contrast. So I think it's been really difficult for a lot of people. Going back to the point that you made earlier with maintaining morale, it's so important to to make sure that you're checking in on your staff and being a HR manager or HR coordinator has never been as important as it is now to be able to make sure that you're checking in on everyone. I can't imagine how busy everyone would be. All the HR people out there, hello if you are listening, probably like one or two of you because there's probably only about five people that will ever listen to this. But we'll get there. Maintaining that morale within the team, but also from a marketing perspective, maintaining your sort of brand focus to the team as well, because suddenly you're not around these people, you're not immersed in the culture anymore. How can you still maintain the culture? How can you maintain the brand values, what your mission is, what your vision is? When people are all working from home and for large corporations and large companies as well, you've got people scattered around countries, around continents, around the world. How can you keep everyone focused? So, again, coming back to what we what I said before with promotional marketing, it can go where people can't. So, you can drop ship your little swag pack out to people, keep them focused, thank them for understanding that for such a long period of time, you, you may be working from home, you may be isolated, but we thank you for it. We see you. We acknowledge you. We love you. Keep going. 
we love what you're doing. And that's something that promotional marketing can be a really good fit for a lot of companies. You can utilize mm-hmm. the merchandise that you currently have because mm-hmm. I know a lot of companies at the moment, budgets are, are tightening up, budgets are being frozen, everything's on hold, everyone's in a holding pattern. You can use promotional marketing that you have now, something you've already invested in. Send that out to your people. Let them feel loved. Let them feel welcome. Let them feel acknowledged. What better way than to have, you know, a few of your company's products sitting there? Obviously, your branding is incorporated and like incorporating some really, I guess, on brand messaging as well. Like, you know, don't just send out your product with just your company logo on it. Add a really nice message, like bring in some positivity and bring in some of that. You know, Zach can help you out with some wisdom because he's got plenty. So, we think, you know, by incorporating some, you know, even your company values, you know, whether that's being together or, you know, being innovative or being creative, incorporating those into into the actual design of the product, it's just reinforcing that message. And, you know, like you said, it's so important to, to just continue building that culture, whether you're together or whether you're apart. That's a really good way to wrap this up and bring us on to our quote of the week. Yes, there is a quote of the week section. Tomorrow, you will absolutely love this. The author of Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, said every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries with it the need of an equal or greater benefit. And if there's anything that we're learning at the moment with, I'm not going to say the C word, if there's anything that we're learning about what's going on at the moment, <laughs> it's that there'll be there's a, a light coming at the end of the tunnel and I was saying it throughout the whole period, every single day brings us a day closer to the pubs and restaurants and clubs opening. <laughs> But mainly pubs. <laughs> but, mainly, but mainly pubs. Mainly the pubs. Shout out to the fiddler as well. We went there for lunch today. Tamara, I'm going to throw a rush order oh, on no. you now. So to explain what rush order is, rush order is just a um, fancy way of word association with things that's <laughs> happening at the moment, promotional marketing things. So tomorrow I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a promotional marketing thing at you. I'm going to throw something at you. You have to give me a one-word answer, first thing that pops into your mind, all right? All right, love it. Hit me. First one up, welcome packs. Oh, love. <laughs> Webinars. Oh, gosh, this is harder than I thought. Um, <laughs> I've got to put you on Choice. a timer or something. Choice. I, I know, I know. Choice, I would say. I don't know how. Choice? Yeah. Okay. All good. Um, Next one, engagement. Imperative. (laughs) Imperative. I love it. Try that for your vocabulary. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) The last one, swag. Necessity. (laughs) Terrific. I promise promise you you we'll get better at this. That's right. Next time we'll actually give you cohesive kind of actual product answer related, <laughs> product related answers, but uh, everything's a version one. I wanted to throw out some buzzwords. Give it a shot. I don't know. <laughs> we'll try. Next time we'll get, we'll get <laughs> better. Fun. Finishing off the podcast for this week is our tip of the week. And this week, given everything that's going on at the moment, I feel like I'm a broken record with that. It's all about optimization, optimizing what your marketing strategies are and doubling down on the marketing channels that are working for you. Promotional marketing is also a very useful tool at the moment, as I mentioned before, with what's really working for a lot of people, classic PPE stuff that seems to be more valuable than gold at the moment, your hand sanitizers, floor stickers, face masks. Tamara, you've the master of face masks at the moment with um, everything that you've been working on. 
I'll be dreaming of face masks for the next year and a half. <laughs> Hopefully we won't need them. Um, shout out to everyone, all the guys and girls over in, over in America as well who I suppose I think they have to wear face masks over there. But for our first episode of the Tomato Sauce, that wraps us up. Tamara Richich, thank you so much. Cheers, Al. I've got a coffee for this Friday afternoon. It's not a not an alcoholic beverage, so um, we will just cheers that to us and uh, definitely excited to do some more. Clink. Clink. That's all we have time for this week. If you like anything you've heard today, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. I can promise we'll only get better from here. If you'd like to discuss anything about promotional marketing, please give us a buzz at 1300 776 773. We'll see you soon.